right. What's up, Game Changer? We it, are here. That's and right. So are you. And so we're so thankful. Are you here? <laughs> I'm not here. That you decided to join us. However, that is either either live or restreaming on one of the different platforms. We're so glad and believe that the Lord led you here. And we just pray that you are blessed and touched by the message today. Mm, that's some good stuff right there. You know, hey, I'm going to say this just really quick. I'm going to put a plug out, but it's going to make a lot of sense in a second. Can you turn my ears up, Mike, and just uh, my vocal? The, it's going to make a lot of sense here in a second, but I want to plug our small group. We have GC small groups that just started. Specifically, I want to plug Boss Lady. Ashton, my daughter, and then Diana, my beautiful wife, they're going to be leading a group called Boss Ladies. So, and you just saw one in action right there. You see, I, I like, I'm like, hey, what's up? And she was like, boom, she just slid in there and did it like a pro. <laughs> And did it so much better than I can ever do it. And uh, awesome job. So Boss Ladies, that starts the first week in May. You have to download our Game Changer app. Um, so it's Game Changer by IPD Agency. If you download the app, you can find the small groups. We have three small groups that are going to start the first week. And these are going to be virtual. Right now we have, I mean, I think over 60 people collectively that have signed up for these groups. So you're going to be on a Zoom call together. It's going to be really cool. So to make sure you don't, you don't miss that. They start the first week in May. And uh, speaking of first, you had a great a great thought for today, and um, I think it's a re- it's 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 about putting God first. So we titled it First Things First," but it's it's um, I think it's so important today. It's always important, right? It's the only it's the only thing that matters, and it's the only thing that's going to stand up. And you know, God demands to be first. I mean, he he actually the Bible says he's a jealous God, and it says that you'll have no other gods before him. That's actually one of the Ten Commandments, and, you know, it's one that we don't think about a lot. We think about, you know, the big ones, right? But that is that is probably one of the biggest, and I think that if you get that commandment right, the others kind of fall into place because it seems like that when we put things, we idolize things ahead of God, even if we don't know we're doing it, and that's the key. We're going to talk about, we're going to talk about first things first, and I think what it's going to help us do, it's not going to condemn us. God never condemns, Right. It might convict us a little bit, but I think what it's going to mostly do, Diana, is challenge us, right, to live the life that God wants us to live. And that's Absolutely. what First Things First is all about. We're going to go into that today. So we, we're so we're so happy that you're with us uh, for this episode. I think starting out first would be to define, and, and I kind of, the thought for me was idols in our lives that we um, allow things to come before God. But when you look at the definition of an idol, first one is an image or representation of a God used as an object of worship. And that's what I think we most of the time feel like an idol is, is like we have this and we're like, I don't take a, a you know, a, a statue of some sort and worship it above God, right? If you're a, a Christ follower, you know, you say, well, I don't actually do that. But if you look at a, the second dish, uh, definition, it's a person or thing that is greatly admired, loved, or revered. And so when you look at a def- the definition of idol from that perspective, there are definitely things in our life that we can love, revere and admire and put it before a God that says we should have no other gods before him. So, and I think um, it it was spawned off of a a thought last week about, um, you know, I feel like it's in seasons I put, you know, my kids before David 
And really, I put them even before God because when in a season where God really wanted to do a work in me, I focused more on on raising them that I didn't allow God to come in and and do a work and do some healing and, and things like that in my own life. So I think it's very important. A lot of things can get in the way between us and God, and we put it before. We can put ourselves before God. We can put our egos before God. We can put, you know, our career, our hobbies, people. Um, and we can get so busy and well-doing that we forget to seek the one that gives us the authority and the power to, to accomplish many things in his name, right? So we put those things even before him. So I think it's really, really important that, you know, and again, we've talked about this a lot recently. It's like first acknowledging the Lord, that like, this is the day that you have made. I will be glad and rejoice in it. That's a great way to start your day. But then I'm, I'm in the season where I'm inviting him in and I'm inviting him because I want him to be the head of my day. I don't want my, my, uh, my own agenda to be the head of my day or what comes my way. And it doesn't mean that things aren't going to change. You may set out to do something in that day and, and, and plans change. I'm not saying that, but I want to make sure that I have welcomed him in so that as I go, I don't let those things get between, you know, God's perfect plan and purpose for me today. Cause we all have something to accomplish today, whatever that is, whether it's, you know, cleaning your bathroom, if you're a housewife, whether it's going through um, homeschooling with your children today, whether you actually have a job that you go to and you have to go through your task, whatever it is, allowing God to acknowledge him, but then allowing him in to lead and guide you through that day so that we keep ourselves, right? We keep him exalted above everything else and don't allow other things to come in and, and come between us in him. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, there's so many things that, that clamor for our attention and devotion. And that's really, that's the word that you, you might not think we, you know, when we think of devotion, we think of maybe what you do in the morning, maybe your Bible plan or, you know, and we've, we've turned it into that, but we have the, the reason they were called that is because of the word and what it means. And so it's, it's what we, it's what we dedicate our time to. It's what we, it's what we idolize. You know, I remember an episode of, uh, of Friends, and this will kind of put it into perspective for you. You know, uh, Joey, you know, on Friends, um, kind of simple a little bit, but he was talking to somebody who was into science, and they said, he goes, oh, I'm on, I'm on TV. And they go, oh, I don't own a TV. He goes, you don't own a TV. He said, what does all your furniture point towards? You know, and what he was saying was, you know, in, our, in most homes, our furniture is pointed towards the television. And, but it's, it's, what is your life pointed to? And I think that's, you know, when we think of idols, you think of idols as a bad thing because when we're first introduced to, you know, um, the word idol or one of the first times it's when the, when Moses goes up to get the 10 commandments, he was gone for such a long time. The people were just dissatisfied and they talked Aaron into melting their gold and turning it into an idol they worship. So we look at it as something that's like, of course, I'm not going to do that. Of course, that's not me because that's extreme. But, you know, there are things that clamor for our attention and our devotion, right? Our jobs do this. Our kids do this. Our spouses do this. Our hobbies do this. I mean, um, you know, the demands and the distractions of life. So I just basically covered everyone. Well, you go, you know, because look, if you, you know, you, you have one of these things, if not multiple job, kids, spouses, by the way, these are good things, right? You need a job. Kids are great. You know, you, 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 you go after a spouse. I mean, Single people spend a long time trying to find a spouse. Hobbies are something that relieves stress and we look forward to our weekends, right? Then there's the demands and distractions. Even if you're the most boring person in the world and you're alone or with no job, no kid, no spouse, no hobbies, you've got demands and distractions in life. So it covers everyone. <clears throat> and there's a lot of things that can pull our attention and our devotion. And so we have to be careful 
not to let them become more important or more of a priority than our relationship with God. And it's easy to do. It's easy for me to do. It's easy for you to do. In the first of the Ten Commandments, I mentioned this, states, and this is the first, right? This is the first one, that that we will have no other gods before him, right? See Exodus 23 and, and Deuteronomy 5, uh, 8 and 9 says, you must not make for yourself an idol of any kind or an image of anything in the heavens or on earth or in the sea, right? You must not bow down. We think sometimes that's a statue because that's the way it was presented. It's not. I mean, it's just virtually never going to be a statue per se. It's going to be what what is what is that fixed thing or things in our life that we put our attention to that take away from the purpose that God's called us to, which is to do his will here on earth. And that's really what it is. And he goes on to say something that's really, you know, I said it earlier, but he says, you, you must not bow down and worship them. The Lord your God says this, I'm a jealous God who will not tolerate your affection from any other gods. That's pretty powerful. Like, I mean, we look at jealousy as a bad thing. We're like, oh, that's the jealous spouse. Or that's the jealous husband. That's the jealous girlfriend. That's the jealous, you know, right? But man, God is saying, I'm a jealous God. And he's okay with it. <laughs> you know, he's okay with it. So how many, but how many of these things occupy our time, right? And here's another thing. They occupy our money because we're devoted to them, right? They occupy our thoughts because we're devoted to them. They occupy our attention because we're devoted to them. And they've taken the place where God is supposed to be. And they're distractions from truth. And anything I think, Diana, can become a God to us. You know, it's hard for us to look at this. We're like, man, this is deep. This is like, you know, but I really want to point out the fact that it may not, you may not admit it, and you may not, if you're asked, and if you really come down to think about it, it you may get convicted and, and put it back into the right order. And that's what this is about. But really, I've had a lot of things in my life that I've, that I've made a God above him at times. I think even, um, you mentioned it, like even devotions, I think we can get so caught up that we got to do it. I have to do our devotions. I have to make sure I'm me. reading. <laughs> I don't know if the shoe fits. Man. Yeah. But I think yeah. we can even go through that and almost make yeah. a good thing, right? Reading God's word and in, de- in, in a devotion that speaks to you, that's a good thing. And it's going to feed your soul and your spirit. It's going to get your thoughts and your mind aligned correctly. Mm-hmm. But I think even something as simple as that can be put before actually seeking the one. Like we're reading the word, but we're not seeking the one that inspired the word. So I, I think even that can kind of be, you know, off kilter. Um, I don't know, for some reason, when we thought about mm-hmm. idols, I kept thinking of the song, don't, excuse me, don't go chasing waterfalls. But for some reason, I kept replacing that with the word idol. Like we're chasing idols. And here's the thing. When we get to that next thing, we still find that that's not what's satisfied, right? We, you know, we have this goal, like I'm going to get to the next step in my career and we work hard at it. And we, you know, maybe, oh, I'm so tired. I'm not going to go to to church this Sunday. Oh, I'm so tired. I'm not going to go to small group. Oh, I'm so tired. I really don't have time to to do these, you know, whatever God's calling us to do because we're chasing whatever that is. And so I'm thinking like career, we're chasing career and we kind of weed out some of those things. And then we get whatever it is that we're seeking and it's not fulfilling. And here's the thing, it's empty. empty. But if you're seeking God's will and you're seeking the one that says you shall have no other gods before me, you seek him, you find him. And when you find him, you find fulfillment, even in times of lack, right? Mm -hmm. So you could be needing, be hurting, you can have trauma, you can have all these things and that you have these, these, these things that the Lord wants to do, but we can find rest and peace 
and fulfillment in spite of what we're going through, what we're experiencing. And then God comes in, he's able to come in and we allow him. Here's the thing, allowing, he's a gentleman. He's not gonna just push himself. But then at the same time, he's a God that's jealous and he has reckless love and he'll tear up things to get your attention too, right? He'll like allow things to wreak havoc around you to go, you know what? I think I forgot the most important thing and that was God. Yeah. And we do that a lot. We take credit for things that God has put in our hands. I am a smart enough person to know that um, where I'm at in life, even though I've contributed and I've probably slowed some things down, but I'm smart enough to know that without God, I am nothing. That based on statistics in life and what I've experienced, what I've gone through, you know, you know, my education, whatever, I'm smart enough to know without God, I would not have what I have today. And it's been that he's been so good to me, even when I haven't been good to myself. And even when I haven't honored him and everything that I'm doing, I'm smart enough to know that I'm nothing without him. And that also is making sure, I think when we start putting those other things in front of him, we think that we are greater and better than we are. And I think it's really important to keep that perspective that yes, we can accomplish great things, but without God, are they really great accomplishments? Yeah. <clears throat> and I, and I found over the qu- course of my life that they're not, you know, um, and, but you know, I want you to also want to put this down. I want to give you some more things that are going to help us, yes. you know, determine, you know, where these idols can, can take root and where they can start. And sometimes they start it's just small little things that we begin to grow over here on the side. And so anything can become a God to us, anything we worship or put an excessive amount of time into even our feelings can become a God if you allow them to control you. You know, feelings, you know, I'm reminded of the scripture that says we walk by faith, not by sight. And look, I, I get feelings. And can I just say this? God gets feelings. I mean, I got a question, you know, that we're not, we're not talking about feelings this morning, but just, just a question with regards to that. I mean, Jesus was tempted in all ways, right? He was, he felt what he felt things, more things, but he felt everything that we've ever felt as a, as a, as a society and as human beings. So it's it's it stands to reason that he felt he had his feelings hurt when when he was rejected. So I mean he he understands feelings. I mean God gave you feelings, but yet he says to walk by faith, not by sight. Even your feelings can become a god if you allow them contr- yeah. con- to control you. So we need to ask ourselves: Am I bound down to the God to God and His Word, or am I bound down to the way I feel? And I know that's a tough one. But we have to look at that. And what we're trying to do here, understand, this is not a condemnation message because if it is, then I'm condemning myself. What it is, is it's an abundant life message, right? It's it's going back to last week when we talked about chosen and we said chosen too today. This is chosen too because what this is, is God's chosen you and I. He's 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 He chooses us. He's chosen us. He chooses us. <laughs> <laughs> he chooses us. Yeah. We need so, a dictionary. An- yeah. Another challenge we have to confront listen is a is a world full of humanism and people not wanting god and his truth yeah to interfere with their lives and their routines and here's the thing i get that as well and you know but you know when it comes down to it that's um that's a god right it seems that we have an epidemic of of people that are selfish or selfishness in our world today and this creates all kinds of unhealthy situations you know for example when people refuse to honor god follow his wisdom in their decisions it causes you know, you and I, right, to become bogged down with worry, resentment, bitterness. It's it's amazing. It's almost like God knows what he's doing and knew what and knows what he's talking about. Because he's like, hey, if you do things your way, you're gonna, you know, listen, you got the free will to do it. And that's really, by the way, going back to the humanism, they just want free will. 
But the reality is free will allows for free choices. Free choices bring free con- conditions to those, you know, free realities and free, uh, uh, you know, uh, consequences. And the reality is he, he says, yeah, do, do what you want. But he goes, my, I set this whole thing up in, 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 in the right way. And so what happens is we refuse to honor God, right? And follow his wisdom in our decisions. And we do this and we're allowed to do this, you know, and it causes you and I to get bogged down in worry, resentment, and bitterness. And eventually here's what it does. It shows up as sickness, disease in our bodies. It shows up in our culture. You know, it causes our culture, you know, to decline. Moral standards fall away. But here's the good news. All right, I'm gonna give you some good news. If we don't have to, we don't have to settle for this way, right? In Christ, we can enjoy our lives abundantly. John 10, 10, we talked about that a few weeks ago. He, he's come to give us life and life more abundantly. And so, so as we kind of round the corner, Diana, we talk about, we're talking about idols. Let's look at how to establish the habit for living for God. Like let's, now let's, let's transition it and say, okay, how can we have abundant life, right? How can we put God first? Because what, what we put him first, right? Peace, joy, love, right? The fruit of the spirit. And it's keeping him in, in, in his right, his rightful place in our priorities. And look what God said to Abraham. This is pretty cool. I've been reading the Bible um, all the way through. So I'm reading some passages that, you know, sometimes I skip over, but this is really the good stuff. And he says this, he says, and this is, this is going to, in the Amplified. So it says walk habitually. So it emphasizes habitually. So it's, it means walk, but keep walking. Not just walk one time, one day, walk <laughs> habitually before me with integrity, knowing that you are always in my presence and be blameless and complete in obedience to me. That's what he told Abraham. He said, he said you know, w- walk with me habitually with integrity, knowing that I'm, you're always in my presence, right? I mean, like I'm always with you. I'm always watching. You're, you're always doing this for me. And, and he, uh, I just think that's a really good scripture to, that, you know, to show the heart of God with putting him first, always in the small things and the great things at work and at home. Well, God instructed Abraham to be habitual and walking with him and living for him. And we can do this by establishing daily habits, our prayer life, worship, you know, regularly can consistent time spent in his work, consistent time being spent with people of God that are going to speak life into you. Um, There's a shameless plug, small groups, no matter what. So you have your midweek at some point, like refilling. But, you know, obviously that's something that is good to gather together with people. But then you still have to have those daily times that you're making that um, commitment and consistent walking, but getting in God's word, whether it be, you know, listening to a message um, you know, streamed, you know, through YouTube or a specific, you know, um, app or website, whatever that is, or a podcast platform, um, you know, worship music. I, I, even when I don't have words, sometimes music is really a, a really, really important thing to me. I love music. It kind of stays with me. So I, I love worship music, different types, different, you know, I'm not real specific on a, t- on a, on a, a kind, like whether it's, you know, slow worship. I mean, even Southern gospel, David grew up in Southern gospel. So this weekend, David's aunt's been staying with us and we listened to a few with, um, with her this weekend. So, you know, whatever it is, I think different seasons, but making sure that you're making regular time and consistently spending 
uh, time with the Lord. Um, and the Word of God, I, I love the Word of God, right? It speaks life. I mean, there's some scriptures that, you know, I talk about it a lot. Proverbs 3, 5 is one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. Um, and then 2 Corinthians 4, that chapter is a really good chapter that I read a lot. Um, but it's amazing, and it contains wisdom and encouragement and comfort, inspiration um, for our human problems, what we're going through our, you know, our daily life, it, there are solutions in there. And the thing of it is that often the very thing that could speak life or help us through those situations are the very thing often that we run from mm. and we pause and we go, yeah, I don't have time for that. And sometimes it's simply because in our stubbornness, we don't really want to know what God has to say about what we're going through because yeah. we want to go right. And we know that if we really are seeking him, he may tell us to stand still or he may say go left, but we're we already determined in our heart that we want to go right. So in a season like that, we we make the choice. So we make our will an idol versus mm. seeking the Lord and making sure first things are first, and that even when it goes against what our fleshly desire, whatever that is, that we seek God and we allow ourselves to align with His perfect plan. We we run from it a lot of times. Yeah, and absolutely. And so here's the thing I think we need to leave you with. There's benefits of keeping God first. Yeah. And that's the thing you have to understand. This is not like God's not an ogre in heaven, right? And is like, just do it my way, right? Because I said so, and I'm like a big narcissist, right? You know, and, and he's God of the universe. He created you and I. And His here's the deal. He's he, he gives us benefits for keeping him first. And there's an abundant life. You got to get this. There's benefits. And so if we make it our goal to have a deep, intimate relationship with God, right? And let him into every area of our life. And, and sometimes it hurts, right? Because he goes into some areas where, you know, it's that one, that one room where you just stuff everything into, right? The one closet or the one drawer that you just hide everything into. God, God comes into that area and he's like, oh, he's going to renovate your life, right? And he does it, but he's doing it for the purpose um, that he's placed on the inside of you that's going to bring fulfillment. And so if we constantly look to, to other people for answers and validation, right? God uses people, but if we're looking to people, right? We need to pray about this and ask the Lord to help us to, to stop doing this and instead look to him, right? Look to him first in first, uh, first Thessalonians 2, 4. It says, as we live to please God, he promises to bless our lives and make us prosper. So when we decide to serve him, and that's the thing, right? With our whole heart and make him number one, first, first things first. Then here's what happens. Our soul will prosper. That's good. And your your joy will will fill, right? Your joy tank, your, your peace tank will increase. I, I've said this before, the word of God. I love these scriptures because they they they're so plain, but they're so they're so vast. Joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. Like when you look at that, it's like I want, I want happiness, right? That's what people say. I want, I want to be happy. Well, God says, I'm going to give you joy, so much joy that it's unspeakable. I mean, like, do you want to be happy to the place where you can't even like talk about it? Like you're so happy. It's like just bubbling out of you. That's what we long for. He said, I'll give you joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. He says, I'll give you peace that passes understanding. I just want peace in my life, man. I just want peace. I just want, I just want, I, you know, so much stuff going on. Well, how about this? Peace that passes human understanding. Like people will look at you and go, I don't understand. I don't understand with what's going on, how you are that way. Well, let me tell you why. And it's peace that passes understanding. And so the reality is if you lean on him more than anyone else and you tell him, God, I want to do this, right? But I can't do it without you. 
then here's the thing. He doesn't expect you and I to live for him in our own strength or our own ability, right? He understands when we make mistakes. So we're going to mess up. And maybe you you were coming into this podcast this morning and you're like, I've, I've jacked up. I've messed up. I've There's God's like three rungs down the ladder. You know, I mean, this is, this is not designed to make you feel guilty. Again, we'd all be in the same boat if that were the case. It's designed to challenge you and I to go after everything that God has for us. So, so you messed up. Don't be discouraged. Don't let, just shut the voice of the enemy up right now. Don't let it hold you back. Confess it and keep going. God's going to give you grace to do what you need to do. One day at a time, you and God right, can do anything. And it starts by just being open. And this is what I think, Diana, like a good one, because I think there's so many things. You mentioned some of them. I mean, there may be more that you have to mention even as we wrap this up. But, you know, I think that one of the things that we can do here today is we could all go, God, show us the idols. Show us the things that we placed before you. Show us these things. These could be good things, by the way. These could be things that God brought into our life, by the way. You know, I think even our jobs, we can make our jobs our idol. I mean, they're providing for us instead of allowing and recognizing that it's God that blesses us and maybe has opened doors. Um, and I would say um, I early in my, in my faith, um, or I felt always, I guess, maybe less than David because he was raised in a Christian home and had this basis. I always felt like, you know, my faith was less than his. And it took me a long time. I, you know, I made David's faith an idol in my life. Like I'd be like, okay, you pray about it and let me know. And it wasn't until a season of my life that, um, you know, God connected me with really great pastors at that time. And um, the pastor's wife at that point allowed me to recognize that, yes, I loved God. Yes, I was a Christian. Yes, I you know could pray and believe, but I had access to God without David, that I didn't need him, that I just needed to recognize that God loved me and I didn't need to go through somebody to get to God that he I had access to him. Right. And so I even made, you know, David being raised in church almost an idol like you know how to do it, you know how to pray, you know how to, you know, hear from God or whatever. And I even made that, you know, and um I think even in seasons where um you know God has blessed us in many different ways um, there's been seasons where someone that we knew that was in a in a financial situation, we had helped different people in different financial situations, but they came to us and it really broke my heart. The Lord spoke to to me and said, Do not do that. And I was like, but it's not gonna, you know, it's not gonna impact me. That's something and I he clearly spoke to me that I would become their provider instead of allowing him to be their provider. Mm -hmm. And that really was a really hard time because it was a, someone that I really, really cared about, but we can make ourselves an idol to somebody else. So we have to be careful about that too, that we aren't, you know, so full of ourselves that we're like, oh, I can meet this need. Sometimes God's not asking us to meet a need for somebody He's just using us maybe to encourage them or whatever, but we got to be careful also not to become an idol in somebody else's life too, that we allow God to be in the right order in us, but then also that we make sure that the people that are in our surroundings and in our, you know, our, 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 you know, work circle. in our circle. Yeah. In our circle that we don't become an idol to them either. I am nothing without him. You know, I'm nothing without him. It's only by the goodness and the grace of God. Um, but I think it really does come back down to um, keeping him where he needs to be because we can get full of ourselves too. And we actually sometimes maybe like being the provider for someone else. 
versus allowing God to show up in their situation. Mm, this will get you. <clears throat> this this today this lessons for all of us. It'll get our it'll get your stuff right. You know what I mean? It'll get you it'll get your stuff right. And that's that's I know that's not grammatically maybe correct, but it'll get your stuff right. I mean, when what, you when you decide to serve God with your whole heart and make Him first in your life, your soul will prosper and your joy and your peace will increase. And remember to lean on Him more than anything else and tell Him, God, I want to do this, but I can't do it without you. That's a hard thing to come to the end of yourself and go, I want to do this, but God, I don't want to do it without you. Um, he doesn't expect um, you to live for him in your own strength or ability, but he understands that you make mistakes, that you make bad choices, that you go down wrong paths. He understands that. Don't feel shame or guilt in that, but quickly recognize it and then put him back where he belongs. Amen. Don't forget, uh, starting the first week of May, we have GC Group starting. We have uh, Walter Hayes, which is our director of business development here. Uh, great man of God. He's going to be doing uh, a small group called Failed Forward. And then we have Diana and Ashton, my wife and daughter, are going to be doing Boss Ladies. They're going to be they're going to be breaking down um, the stories of how God used ten women powerfully in the Word of God. And you don't want to miss that, ladies. I know that group filled up. I think we had ten or twelve sign up just yesterday for that group. And uh, you can download that. <laughs> Don't also, you're scary. And then also, I hope we're all that. Uh, also, um, and I have a group called Faith Over Fear. I'm going to be starting. So you download the app, Game Changer app, and then you go to GC Groups and you can uh, sign up there. And um, also, uh, we just want to thank you guys for hanging out with us today. And listen, what a great, what a great lesson. What a great lesson. I can't wait to see what next week's going to be about. I just can't wait. <laughs> you guys have a wonderful week. We'll talk to you soon. God bless.